I'm thankful for what I felt in Sunday school this morning. I really thank the Lord for the spirit that was here this morning. That was here last night and the nights before and the nights before. We appreciate that. <clears throat> we desire your prayers again tonight that the Lord would help us. Uh, I'd like to say something that would uh, be edifying to the church and uh, be a help and help us on our journey. It's like going down the road and you're just about to run out of gas and you don't know where the service station's at and maybe getting that on empty and somebody give you directions where the closest one's at. And I'm glad for the directions of God tonight through the Word of God by the Holy Ghost to help me on my journey. Praise the Lord. Let's turn your Bibles, if you will, to Luke chapter 20. And uh, we'll read some here. And uh, <clears throat> may have quite a bit of reading here just right off at first, just to say what I feel like we need to try to say. Um, but it starts here at um, verse 20 also. And they watched him and sent forth spies, which should fiend uh, themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words that so they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. And they asked him, saying, Master, we know that thou uh, sayest and teachest rightly, neither acceptest thou the persons of any, but the, teachest the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar, or no? But he perceived their craftiness, and said unto them, Why tempt ye me? Show me a penny, whose image and superscription hath it. And they answered and said, Caesar's. And he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. You know, Jesus was uh, tempted, and they were trying to find a snare, uh, some point of dishonesty, some point of betrayal, some point in his life that he wasn't uh, being faithful to the government that he should be, and those type of things. And so they uh, uh, asked him this question. And, you know, Jesus had just a, a special way about him of uh, putting people in their place in, a, in just a special way. So he asked them, as it said here, show him a penny and... In other words, he says, whose who's, uh, image and whose uh, name is up on that thing? They said, it's Caesar's. Well, he looked and thought it over, no doubt, but he said, come back real quickly. He said, i tell you what you do. Render or give everything that belongs to Caesar unto Caesar. But on the other hand, he was trying to tell him everything don't belong to Caesar. Everything don't belong unto Caesar. Amen. He says there's some things that belong to God, and God wants them as well as Caesar wants his. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thought about, uh, again, it said here, really, what really belongs to whom? You know, uh, you ever had somebody borrow something, or if you heard somebody borrow something, they keep it a long time, and maybe... They pass away and they go in and said, hey, I let them borrow that. They try to figure out whose who's, who's, uh, things belong to whom. 
But I believe tonight that if we, through the Word of God, can find out everything that belongs to Caesar and everything that belongs to God. I don't think we have to leave here confused about it. I don't believe we have to leave here and not knowing what belongs to Caesar and what belongs to God. And you know, Caesar, in a sense, is like our government. And I wonder, how much does it take for Caesar to run on? Looking at tax tickets. And I'll tell you one thing. Those things are high, aren't they? Anybody beside me got high tax tickets? I got eight acres of land. I'm paying higher taxes than people has 100-acre farms and 90-acre farms, 70-acre farms. I can't figure it out. I don't have no way of knowing why in the world that's like that. But it belongs to Caesar, reckon. And if I live for God, I'm going to have to give Caesar his part. I'm just going to have to pay it and not, not do anything about it. But I'm going to have to give it to Caesar because that's Caesar's. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Our government don't own everything. They may think they do. And they may uh, act like they do. And oftentimes we may feel like they do. But there's some things that money can't buy that they don't own. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The Lord. Let me read about uh, uh, 18 or 19 verses down here in uh, Psalms 116. This is a, a, a beautiful set of scriptures here. You might like to read them some other time. 116. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell get hold upon me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple, and I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death and my eyes from tears and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I'll take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I'll pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am thy servant, and I am uh, thy servant and son of thy handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I'll pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. And in the courts of the Lord's house and in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Praise God. Amen. I like what that psalmist had to write there. There's a bunch of good things in that part of it. But we look down here in this, uh, verse 12 is where I'm really wanting to preach from. And it says here, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Amen. You know, as I already said, Caesar's going to send you a paper and tell you what you owe. Uh, I mean, uh, they're going to let you know. They're not going to be, you're not going to be in the dark at all what you're going to have to pay Caesar in this day and hour. But on the other hand, do we know what we need to render unto God like we need to? 
Do we understand what God uh, expects out of us? And uh, what we really, I mean, it's not ours. It's something God's expecting from his people. Praise the Lord. Amen. You don't pay your taxes. After a while, they'll sell what you got. They'll get it one way or the other. But I'm telling you, we're serving the God that don't force us to give him what's his. It's got to be given from a, a heart of love. Amen. Amen. In this life, our bills require us to pay them, don't it? You go borrow money at the bank, they'll give you a little book or send you some statements when it's due. You go to the doctor and uh, got any insurance, it'll pay something on it and the other part they expect you to pay and they'll send you what, they, what you owe. I mean, they'll tell you right down to the penny how much you owe them. You go and you get your electricity and your water about once a month, they're going to tell you what you need to rent back to them for what you have used. You go and uh, 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 go and, and, and this uh, thing of uh, what's required of us, many times our jobs requires us to be faithful to our work. Is that right? It requires out of us our loyalty to that. I mean, we give it to them. You know why? Because it's required of us. I mean, we know that it's expected. Now, in the morning, if, if in the morning comes, uh, somewhere between 8 o'clock and 8.15, I know some of you have been working a long time with that, but by that time, I'd better be where I'm going to be, be at work. And you know what? I, there ain't nobody that forces me to do that. And I'm sure I ain't the only one. But I know what's required of me, and I'm going to rend my time, and I'm going to give it to them tomorrow. My time and my day won't stop tomorrow evening like it normally does around 15 to 4. It'll be about 8 o'clock tomorrow night. It'll be a pretty long day. And you know what? I'd like to went deer hunting with these fellas. I sure would if I mean eat your finger. But I know what's required of me. Big meeting, big bunch of stuff going on. But rather than let all of that and not be faithful, I can let some things pass by. I can just let some things go by. And I know I'm not the only one, but you have. Anybody besides me ever work sick? See your hands. You went in when you didn't feel like going in. You know why? Because you was going to rend to them. Because they expected something out of you. And you felt loyal to your job. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody ever had an appointment to be somewhere at a certain time? I don't like to be late if I can help it. But you know what? Many people tonight, to, to, tomorrow, next week, probably will have an appointment, a dental appointment, whatever, be there at 3.15. More than likely, you're going to be right there at 3.15 or before because you're expected to be very prompt in being there. And you feel like it's required of me. So therefore, you will rend your efforts and do what you have to do to get where you need to be. Because you know that's required of you. Amen. Praise the Lord. This, uh, this, this past year, you know, going vacation and things and all of that, uh, I, I, was, uh, I, I felt plumb bad about myself. Not that what I was doing was wrong, but what the way I felt. We, we were at a, at a place and, uh, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a children's thing and more or less and and uh, all of a sudden, they, they, they tell you, everybody, what they need to do. They tell you, when you, more or less, when you need to stand, when you need to clap your hands, 
And they tell you, he said, now, whenever, when this goes about, everybody just stomp for feet. I'm telling you, there was a feet stomping. I looked at my feet was stomping too. I wasn't dancing now. I wasn't no dancer to it. But I was just obeying the command. And as I sat there, I felt plum foolish. I mean, I felt, uh, uh, but the reason I did, I thought, my, here, here is just uh, something in the natural, an everyday thing. But how easy is it for us to get excited? I mean, get stirred up and just say, do this, and they do it. People that sometimes don't even hardly know they're in church, but sometimes, I'm not talking about it, I'm talking about everywhere. They, they'll, they'll do things and uh, just because they know that's required out of them and get plumb emotional over it. And come to the house of God and can't get stirred a bit in the world. We think about our name being written in the Lamb's Book of Life and it don't do nothing to us. Hallelujah. But let's everybody stomp your feet. Let's everybody clap our hands. Let's everybody holler, yay! <clears throat> Praise the Lord, it's getting tired, I guess. But you know I'm preaching the truth. Amen. I'm preaching the truth. It seems like that old embarrassment bone don't never get embarrassed till it comes to church. I know Bobby and them don't care. I mean, Jim, especially, he hollers church and hollers at home, hollers on the hill, and hollers at dogs, hollers at everything. Jim, Carl, can I preach with you in this little while? Uh, you know what? What kind of person would you be if you'd get up here on this hill, an old spot, if you got old spot or old lady or old Doug or whatever his name is, is out there and you hear him hit it and you are, whoa, listen to that dog run. Listen to that dog get it. Man, he's a burning that thing up. Look, going yonder. Watch that dog work. My, I'm telling you, he need a doing good. And then Jim Kyle get here to church and he get here to church and he said, and the preacher preaches, and feel the Spirit of God, and he just sits. Somebody sings an anointing of the Holy Ghost, and they sit. Don't seem to be nothing but give him a dog on the hill, and he just get plumb carried away over it. Jim Carl, I know it ain't that way, because you do that here, and I'm preaching about it. But I'm telling something tonight. If there's things outside of church excite us, and we rend our, our worship, and our praise, and our voice, and our energies, those things and we can't get excited when we come to the house of God. Hallelujah. You almost have to have a crowbar to press people off their seat. You can't hardly get people to raise their hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's the way you're awful, hateful, mean, and hard. No, it ain't. Just look at it way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You was just surrendering what you was doing. Praise God. And you know what? Now, I will tell you, Jim, I've coon hunted a little bit. Bobby and I, and you've coon hunted. Bobby's coon hunted. Maybe some other people's coon hunted. You want that dog, get, just let him know you're for him. I mean, you're going to holler, go get him, boy. 
hiss him at the tree and talk to him while he's a barking. I'm telling you, that dog will get so hit, they'll bite the bark off a tree. They'll jump up on it and flip backwards. They'll make all kinds of shine when they're doing it. We'll say, sick him, boy. Get on it, boy. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Then when we come to church, we can't say nothing. I mean, we can't. Yeah, watch old Brownie pull. You was with me at night to get at them sheep, wasn't you? I thought certain that dog was after a coon. He run like he was. I said, watch old Brownie pull. Watch him pull. Watch him pull. And Collins Holler, I believe we was. He pulled all right. He pulled right over the bunch of sheep. You and me was all excited, hollering for a dog. But what I'm saying is, pity on me. If I get excited over a dog that think he's running a coon and he ends up running sheep and calling, pull, Brownie, pull, Brownie, pull. Glory to God. I don't know if I'm going to get where I thought I was going or not. But I, but I want to preach this tonight. There's some things that we need to rend to the Lord. There's some things God's done for us that we, He deserves us to get emotional. You know what? This, this sort of bothers me. This world has, uh, has put a label on us that we're fanatics, we're crazy, we're all of this. But I guarantee you I don't go. I mean, I don't go. But I could take you to a ball game or I could take you to a car race. I could take you to some other function to where people are, are competing to those things. And there's going to be people standing and shouting and raising their hands, waving banners and buying T-shirts, buying little balloons and buying everything. I mean, they're out to promote that thing to the top. Sweatshirt, I, I had a beagle put on the front of it because I like beagles. I had to put it right on there, a beagle right on the front of it. Anybody, they just about tell I like a beagle on the front of it. But pity us if, if, if we just get excited. And we get in promoting of everything else, and we, we people are going. I mean, they gotta have the, they gotta have a, a, a cup with a race car driver on it. They gotta have something with the football player on it. They gotta have something of the, of the whoever the hero or star enters in their life. They can tell you every statistic about them. They know who won the fight, who lost the fight, how many times they've been knocked out, who, uh, how many flats they have, and everything else. They can't hardly tell you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell you what happened. We get unbalanced. We get to where things are being rendered to Caesar. Rendered to this world. But I said tonight, everything don't belong to him. There's some things tonight that belongs to God Almighty. And there he is. There ain't nobody else. The Bible said he is a jealous God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you what, Jim. God get to hear and you holler at them dogs up on the hill and you come down here to church and you get to where you quit hollering, you quit shouting. God's going to get jealous of that. Hallelujah. God wants us to worship him and praise him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me find what I need to find right here real quick. Let me tell you. Here is a, there's some things here. What are the benefits that God's give toward us? I read every bit of it right in Psalms 116. In verse 2, he says here uh, that God has inclined his ear unto me. You know what? One of the opposite things the world talks to somebody and they don't pay no attention to you. 
It sort of bothers you. Now, I might, you might talk to me and I can't hear good and think I ain't paying no attention. When it probably ain't. But it ain't because I don't want to. can't hear it. But when we speak to God, he said that God has inclined his ear to hear our cry. Hear our problems. Hear our heartaches. Hear our complaints. Hear anything that we got to say to him. He inclines his ear to hear us. Praise the Lord. Anybody got a doctor's appointment in the next three weeks? One, two, three. Is it, do you ever have to wait after you get there? Some of us do. I mean, it's just the way it is, you know. They, they're human beings too. You just have to wait sometimes. And uh, you don't, you know, be there at 3 and it'll be 4.30 or 5 or later. But I want to tell you one thing. God ain't never too busy. He ain't never off schedule. His timing is just right. If I want to talk to God right now, he's ready to listen. If I want to talk to him at 3 o'clock in the morning, he's ready to listen. I want to talk to him at 8 o'clock in the morning, he's ready to What is it? God is ready to hear me. Hallelujah. He has inclined his ear to hear me. Amen. Verse 3, that chapter, Psalms 116. Amen. We go down here, it says, Thou hast... Talks about he's delivered a soul from death. And verse 8 also connected with this. Notice here he says, The sorrows of death compass me. But goes on down, and verse 8 brings in the, the good part of it. He says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. That's saying what God's done something for us, praise the Lord. God has certainly helped this man, God has helped this person that was in the sorrows of death that compassed about them. But verse 8 picks it up and, and he says it again. He says, but he, thou hast delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from falling. Amen. Praise the Lord. There ain't no medication. There's no counselor that can do this work, that can deliver us from death, that can deliver the tears from our eyes and the, heart, and the hurts from the heart. Like God can do it. And if we've ever been broken hearted. We've ever been sad in spirit. And we've ever been seemingly surrounded by death. And seem like the devil to tell you this or tell you that. And the Lord comes by and he says live. I say live. Live. Hallelujah. I tell you what I believe we got something we got to owe. We owe, owe him don't you. I believe it's something we need to rend unto the Lord when we've been in a situation of that. Here he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In verse 7, it talks about, it says, Bountiful treatment. The Lord here, he, he goes on, he says, Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for thou hast dealt bountifully with thee. Praise the Lord. He, it's talking here that the Lord had just made things prosperous the Lord has just been bountifully with him and blessed him in every way I can look about us tonight and I, just because we live in the United States and we're assembled here tonight everybody may not be on the same economical level but I can certainly say there's not a soul here tonight that hasn't been blessed bountifully we didn't have to wait no soup line nowhere this morning to get anything we didn't have to go through a bunch of security guards to get out of where we're living. We have clothing up on us tonight. 
that covers our nakedness. I tell you that God has dealt with us bountifully. Has blessed us a bunch. Amen. He says here in Luke 15, verse 22, But the Father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and bring a ring on his hand, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatty calf, kill it, and let us eat and be merry. Just because we live in the United States of America, I'll tell you what, tonight we got freedom of worship. It may be declining gradually, but we still can come tonight. There ain't nobody going to put me in jail right now because if I get the feeling of the Spirit of God, and I get to shouting and running the aisles. Hallelujah. I tell you what. Every now and then God comes by. He kills a fatty calf to the church. He lets the church feast. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said to kill a fatty calf. Kill it. Let us eat and be merry. Tonight you and I don't have to hide in some little building somewhere. By candlelight and pull out a little piece of paper, a page or two of the Word of God. And just almost down to a whisper, let's read the Word of God and say that we have had church. But tonight we can sing songs we want to sing. I looked around up here tonight, told Brother Danny, I, I said, how many people does it take to have an orchestra? <laughs> how many does it take to have an orchestra? I got to count here about nine people playing instruments, not count the tambourine. And not counting the ones that other people can play. And I got to thinking, my, hey, that, uh, we're getting close to an orchestra. I said, uh, I sort of moved over here. It's getting crowded over here. It ain't bothering me a bit. I don't care a bit in the world. If I had to stand back counter in a corner, if it got that crowded, as long as people was uh, being blessed by God, as long as God was coming in our midst, as long as God was anointing people's hands and people's voices to sing the praises unto God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Told Brother Tucker. I said, Brother Tucker, I said, there's a lot of churches. They, they can't hardly find nobody to sing. I said, we have a problem figuring out which one to sing. These people, they, can't, they, can't, they don't hardly have anybody to play music. Man, we got a pile of people plays music. Praise the Lord. He has blessed us bountifully. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's why I like that fatty calf feeling every now and then. Praise the Lord. I mean, I like that feast. I like when he puts that good robe of righteousness on us every now and then. Praise the Lord. I mean, you get the feeling. If you, you get that robe of righteousness right, I tell you what, there's going to be some making merry around the old house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. He says down here in verse 16, he says, Oh, Lord, truly I am thy servant, and I am thy servant and son of thine handmaid, and hast looked, and thou hast loosed my bonds. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's more things bind people than just sin in itself. If we're saved tonight, we've been loosed from sins. But there's something else the Bible teaches us. Fear hath what? Torments. It's one thing to be lost. And it's another thing to be tormented by fear. Fear of whatever it is. But when you get loose from that bond of fear, I'm telling you, Jim, again, feel like fatty calf time around the old house again. Praise the Lord. When we have been loose from a bondage of worry, a spirit of depression, 
uh, 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 problems that we may have faced and thought, my, there ain't no way I'm going to ever come out of that. And all of a sudden you look back, man, that's history. It's behind you. And you're shouting and you're walking on new ground. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to rend unto God what's God's. Yes. Praise the Lord. world ain't never done none of that for me. I've had a few good times just naturally in the world as what we would call a good time. Everybody wants to say oh, everything in the world has always been heartache, sorrow. No, it's not. There's been some times of pleasure, but it only lasts for a season. But the world never has done for me what living for God has ever done for me. Amen. Well, that is some of the things, some of the benefits that God's given us tonight. He's blessed us. Well, the question again is, what shall I render to him? If God's done all that for us, he's killed the fatty calf. He's uh, delivered our soul from death. He's kept our feet from falling. He has inclined his ear to hear us when we're uh, pleading unto him and begging to him. Now, what are we going to do for him? What are we going to render for him? Praise the Lord. What are we going to say when it comes our time that we need to, we've been on the receiving end. But after a while, we're going to have to be on the giving end again. Praise the Lord. He says in verse 1, it says here, I love the Lord. That is one of the things that we got to have. Can't live right without loving the Lord. And God wants our love for Him. There'll be a breakdown in a marriage or a family when you take the element of love out. It'll certainly leave. It'll cause distress. It'll cause heartache and pain and agony and bunches of trouble. It'll cause sleepless nights. It'll cause abuse. It'll cause a bunch of terrible things in life. And we find about the same thing. When we lose our love for God and we don't love God like we need to, look out, something's going to be happening. There's going to be trouble somewhere. But he says, I love the Lord. Why? Because he heard my voice. There's been some times I didn't know if God could hear me or not. And I wondered whether he did or didn't. But I can testify to you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I mean, you know, you just don't get up and preach and preach. But I, I, I thought that I'd been, you know, working on things in my head and what I felt like the Lord wanted in my heart. And I didn't know exactly what to preach. Sometimes I know before, before Sunday or, or Saturday or whatever. Uh, but I, 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 I needed to went and visit uh, my aunt today and I was going to see my uncle today. But when I got home, I'm going to tell you what. I would like, and I will be going to see him, but I'm going to tell you what's more important right now, or it was today, that I found out what God wanted me to preach, praise the Lord. And it didn't take me five minutes. It took me nearly all day to figure out and find out just exactly what God would have me to preach tonight in this service. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I love him. I certainly do. Praise the Lord. We find in verse 2, another thing that we need to give to the Lord. He says here, I'll call upon him as long as I live. Amen. You know that 
bond of marriage that goes in. And Daryl and Heather's getting ready to take that step here just in a few short weeks. But I'm going to tell you what I think. Till death do you part. That's the way I believe it. Till death do you part. And that's the way I'll marry them. And it'll be in there. Better for worse and sickness and health, richer or poor, and all the other things that go along with that. But somewhere in the middle of it, it's going to say, until death do you part. And if old Daryl loves Heather, he's going to say, I do. And if Heather loves Daryl like she says she does, she's going to say, I do. And then somewhere out John in the future, when things ain't going just real good down at Pleasant View, and everything ain't going just right, and there may be a disagreement, we're going to remember back when we said, for better, for worse, for sickness, health, and richer, and poor. Yeah, I believe we'll just, uh, let's, let's let that in pass. Hallelujah. Let that go on by. It ain't important enough. Hallelujah. To bring us to where we, we have to break that bond that we joined in. Right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How long we go call upon Him? As long as we live. As long as we keep in our, ourselves in harmony with Him. We owe it to God tonight. Continue to call upon Him. Amen. We're in a fast lane of life. We're in a fast day of religion. But God's requiring us to call upon Him as long as we live. Why? Because He's done so many good things for us. Amen. Verse 7. It says something here. I'll rest in Him. He goes on to say, Return unto thy rest, O my soul. For the Lord, here again, He said, hath dealt bountifully with me. He's saying here tonight that it's required of me to get that rest in the Lord. It's, it's required of us tonight to render, uh, get ourselves to where God can come by and rest our mind, rest our spirit, rest our heart, to where we can be an encouragement for somebody that he is troubled and battling long life's journey. Matthew 11. Verse 28 29, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Praise the Lord. Tonight it, it's important for me to find rest for my soul. When this world and troubles Jim Call has overwhelmed me, when my mind seemingly has stood but all it can stand, it's important that I can steal away somewhere and find rest for my soul. It's important, Ronald, when I worry sometimes, we know what we worry about, but we can get to where we can feel the presence of God. Hallelujah! And a great rest to come over us. We owe it to God to search out for that rest. It belongs to Him. Verse 9, He says here, what else He's going to give unto the Lord? He said, I'll walk before the Lord. I'll walk before the Lord. You know, this thing ain't something like uh, we walk today and we don't tomorrow. We walk today and we don't tomorrow. We walk Wednesday and we don't Thursday and Friday, but we will Saturday night and Sunday morning and Sunday night. No, it don't happen that way, but it happens when it's blue Mondays, when it's sad Tuesdays, when it's terrible Thursdays and heartache Fridays. We are still required to walk before the Lord. And whenever things are going good, it's still required of us to walk before the Lord. We owe that to Him for what He's done for us. 
Amen. Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. How old was he? 99 years old. And here God's telling a man that's well up in years, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Walk before me. Just walk before me. In other words, keep my laws, keep my commandments, keep my statutes, everything. Do what I want you to do, but walk before me. It's, it's important tonight. God wants us to walk before him all the days of our life. Amen. Verse 10, it says here, it says uh, that uh, I believe and therefore have I spoken what he's saying here. I've testified about it. I've told somebody about it. I, I've done what I need to do. I'll speak for him. I'll be a witness for the Lord. Do you know what tonight? Sad condition when we're afraid to testify the Lord, for the Lord. It's a sad state when we get to where we don't realize what we owe him. But we owe it to him and to society in this lost and dying world to tell them about Jesus. We owe them that. Verse 13, it's important tonight that we continue to take from the Lord. You say, well, that's sort of selfish. No, it's not. Here's what it talks about. It says, I will take the cup of salvation. I'll take that. You know, I don't preach and drink about drinking coffee. I guess if it hurts you and bothers your health, I guess you better quit it. But... Uh, you know, some people have a cup of coffee about every day. Or soda pop. Or something else that they like. I mean, they have it. They have it every day. And don't you think tonight that we need to make sure we got a cup of salvation every day? How you like it? A little cream? No sugar. Amen. How you like your salvation? Just like I had it yesterday morning. How you like it the next day? Just like I had it them days before. How you going to like it next year? Just like I got it right now. Hallelujah. I still got a cup of salvation. I tell you what. How is it he talks about our cup runneth over? Hallelujah. Every now and then, Brother Tucker, I get to get my cup filled up. And it starts running over. Hallelujah. Glory. I tell you what to do is good. Let's keep a cup of salvation. Oh, let's drink from the things of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm about done. Verse 17, 18. We owe it to him, says, uh, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I'm going to tell you what. God has done a bunch of things for us. Hallelujah. I tell you, he's done some things for us we couldn't do for ourselves. And why in the world sometimes will we go a week or two with the hang head or the drag head or, or, or the stooped shoulders and won't lift our hands and praise the Lord for what he's done for us? See, we're, I'm in the same group. I'm human. We have a tendency to forget sometimes what God has done. But we'll offer sacrifice. Praise the Lord. But let old Spot get after rabbit. Go get him, Spot. <laughs> Amen. Why is it we can forget about some things till we get to church and we remember them all? Why is it that when we're out somewhere, we go shopping? We see that new gun or that new dress or that new whatever we're getting. 
Boy, we just thrilled and everybody's just jolly and we're just talking and laughing and carrying on and joking and saying, hey, how are you doing? And get to church. Look worse than poor old Job did when they come and told him all his children died. Feel like? There ain't nobody in the world loves me. Almost make other people miserable be around us. But let us get outside the church door, standing on the outside step. We laugh, okay. Pull, pull a practical joke on them or something, just he haul laugh, carry on. Something wrong. I tell you what we've done. We ain't rendering to God what's God's. But oh, we'll get in church and just feel so bad. But man, we can we what we like to do, we'll do it, regardless how bad we feel. If we like to do it. If we love to do it, we'll go with a toothache if we have to. We'll, we'll get up. I'm not going to, and I'm not just necessarily preaching on deer hunters. But there'll be people get up in the morning and won't feel like getting up in the morning, but they'll go. I mean, they'll, they'll go. They'll be there. You will find them at the break of daylight. And think, what in the world am I back here in this mountain for? And I'm not preaching that's wrong, but I'm saying this, though. But how can sometimes we can just change our moods and the swing of things when we come to church. But let us do what we really like to do. And we, I mean, yeah, I've got problems, but I'm sort of forgetting about them right now. But when we get to church, we remember every one of them. That's right. You say, hey, you know, I have been a victim. Huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. See, I'm telling the truth. I don't know a whole lot of things, but I, I'm in touch with reality anyway. But it says here in Hebrews 13, let me read about three, four more verses, and we'll, we'll be finished. It says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, but to do good and communicate. Uh, forget not for with such sacrifice God is well pleased if we want to uh, please God tonight let's offer him the sacrifice of praise every now and then whenever we want to whenever I feel like the spirit's really going to just turn me flips inside and out it didn't say that it said continually and any time any day any hour any circumstances we still we may not lift our hand as high we may not kick our feet up as high as we do some other time but I can still say tonight we ought to praise God every day in our heart we want to get cold and indifferent and feel like uh, last year's snowballs we want to just feel cold as cold could be get to where you don't think about God get to where we don't praise God get to where we don't worship God get to where we don't uh, read God's word and after a while there'll be a coldness set up in our soul Amen. but Psalm 51 13 says then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee that's something else we give the Lord is our time to teach others Romans 12 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice 
holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Not out of the question, but we are to offer our body a living sacrifice. Amen. Amen. How many knows what a spiritual high is? I mean, we have them. We have those days. But isn't it, isn't it easy to offer our sacrifice that day? I mean, we say, oh, Lord, you know. Just that we have more spiritual thoughts that day and everything we think about. But there's some days we walk by faith and we can think about all we can think of and it seems like we still can't get in contact with God like we'd like to. Well, what do we do? Just quit trying? No. We keep on keeping on till we make contact with Him. Read one more verse. We offer up bodies of living sacrifice. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. For you're bought with a price... Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. So there must be something in, Jim, to lift in the hand for the Lord. There must be something in. There must be something in, too. There must be something in too if you had a handkerchief. That's our body. Things our body does. There must be something to it. Singing songs. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And all the other good songs that's ever been written. There must be something that we do with our body that God wants rendered unto Him. But also in like manner. There's a spirit inside of us. It, 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 sometimes it can, it can have a praise in itself. There's something about our spirit also. And when we get our body worshiping God and we get our spirit worshiping God, you get them both worshiping God together, you talk about a hallelujah time, we have it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we might as well stop for a while, I guess. But what are we going to do? Jesus said this, that render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, but unto God the things which be God's. He didn't want them just thinking everything belonged to him, to, to Caesar. There were some things that God required of us and wants out of us, and God wants those. Tonight I hope I've challenged our hearts to give to the Lord what needs to be given to him. This night, tomorrow, next week, Sometime or another, the next service, when, when we don't exactly feel like it, but we'll make our feeble efforts to make a, a, some type of step for God, something to do for God, because it belongs to Him. It belongs to Him. Praise the Lord. You know what? Hospitals don't care whether you've been out of work or not. They still send you a bill. Or any other agency. Or business. You can write back and say, well, I've been out of work for a while. Well, tough luck. This is what you owe. That ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with it. There's nothing tied in with that. And I'm saying tonight, what we owe God, God wants it. He wants it. He wants it. He, he, he wants what, what, what's his. And that's the worst and praise of the saints of God. All right. Remember, uh, service uh, Wednesday night. Pray much for the service.
come back and let's uh, worship the Lord and do our very best. Invite some lost soul to church. Talk to them about the Lord because we owe God that and we owe those people that to tell them. Let's stand if you will.